0: All right, we've got uh, Alex Macedo on the podcast today. Alex, thanks so much for joining us.
1: Joe, it's a pleasure, man. So good to, to reconnect,
0: to see you. Uh, it's great. Happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, let's get started with just a, an overview. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing before Seattle and then more importantly, what have we been up to for the last 20 years? Before INSEAD, to be
1: honest with you, I was just you know trying to figure out what I wanted to do. I had uh, a few roles in the finance side. Um, I graduated with a finance major. I thought I'd like to be a banker. Uh, I never even started to be a banker. Not what I wanted. And then I slowly migrated my my career into you know marketing and operations. And I made the decision to go to NCAD to get some conceptual backing for for marketing and operations, considering that you know all my all my focus and effort before had been on pretty much trading uh, trading bonds and. And I knew nothing about marketing or management and operations. So that's why I made the move to to NCIAD. So that's what I was doing a little
0: bit before. And then for the last 20 years?
1: For the last 20 years, I've worked, I've lived in three different countries. Uh, I've, I have an 18 year old son, a 14 year old daughter. I've been happily, happily married for 19 years. So pretty much right after NCIAD and and i actually retired once and i've now come out of retirement it was a very quick retirement i retired march 3rd 2020 and then COVID hit so i got very bored very quickly and i'm back so you know after Seattle, i went I, I worked for a couple of very big companies i started with a company that's now called abnbev in the beer uh, space and, and i wanted to make the move to marketing so I set out to, to work in you know, very exciting marketing platforms back in the day. I got offers from cigarette companies and beer companies. I chose beer. Uh, so that's where I started. Then I had a, I had a short run at Pernod Ricard, so I upgraded to Spirits. right? And I, and I managed uh, the, the, all the Spirits portfolio for Pernod Ricard uh, in Brazil for some time. Then I went my entrepreneurial route, uh, which was I set up a marketing and sales consulting company which I was probably uh, too young to do, uh, to be a consultant, I actually worked very well. And then I made the, the, the big change in my career. I think it happened when, you know, a group of Brazilian investors acquired Burger King in the United States. They hired our company for a consulting project in marketing uh, focused on uh, Burger King United States. And in the middle of the process, they just bought us out and I moved to, to America, I moved back to the United States again. And, and and I ran Burger King. I was president of Burger King for for about seven years. Uh, We had a very good run, and then I moved to Canada. I was president of Tim Hortons, which is the largest Canadian consumer company, for a couple of years. And we didn't really adapt, to be honest with you, uh, to to Canada. Uh, My my wife and my family, and the cold, and the cold. Uh, So, and I was burned out at that time. You know, working in these big companies, it it takes a huge toll on your on everything, right? And and I thought I'd, I'd I'd take a step down, and fortunately, by then. You know we had done really well in, in our investment and in the company and i really did think i was going into retirement uh and then covid hit and i i couldn't I, I didn't i i didn't do any one travel during all of my quick retirement so so that got very boring and then after that i migrated to a private work for a private equity group now i'm a partner uh and i work for small companies in our portfolio and i manage a bunch of our of our small platforms uh and it's been great so all i do is multi-unit multi-unit retail uh in the united states uh and i have a few investments like for example when i left burry camp became the, the the franchisee the master franchise with a, f- a few partners for Burger King switzerland so if any of you guys go and eat a whopper in switzerland i appreciate
0: it and i thank you <laughs> well, that's a little bit of what hear I mean. that yeah give 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 out some love if you're in switzerland <laughs> uh I, I got some questions about what you're doing but sometimes what's more interesting is is sort of The the jumps from one to the other, you know how how you how you got this thing. I want to hear how you went from uh, this this marketing company in Brazil to leading up Burger King. Did you already know these investors, or did you you pitch them on your services? So
1: these these were the guys that own the company in Brazil called Ambev, right? That's now AB Inbev. They are the ones that bought Burger King. They also bought Kraft Heinz later. So you know. uh, so family. you knew him from your time working at beer, yeah. But, but but I learned very quickly. I don't like marketing either. So you know, I'm 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 actually what I really enjoy is is just the management side and operations and building the teams and leading the team. So I like the like if you were if I were to go back to NBA, we just focus on management. That's what I like to do, uh, which is a little bit of everything and not, really not deep in anything. I mean, I'm I know marketing well. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably fairly good at it. Considered some of the things I did but it's not my passion my passion is to you know to run the businesses uh and 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 the other thing that i learned over time that i don't appreciate that much you know it gets tired is working for very big companies so that that's why i finally made the move back and you know if if i can pick and choose not to not to go back and work for big corporations that are publicly traded with all the red tape and all the bureaucracies that are needed Right, I think they're needed, and I'm not. I'm I'm not suggesting that it should be different. It's just not for me again. So, so I think I finally found my spot in which I can use a little bit of everything that I learned uh, in an environment that I only work with people that I love. I hire my teams. I have an army of teams over my career that I that I can that I can recruit, and and
0: it's great. It's been it's been a lot of fun. Well, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, I'm I'm hearing some contradictory. Um, noises. One, you're saying you you love managing teams and and doing kind of being let's call it having your your you know irons in a lot of fires. But two, you don't like being at large corporations. How do you, how do you square that? Because you probably need to be at a certain size to have that kind of you know.
1: No, the good the cool thing that we were able when when you work for private equity, the cool thing that happens when you acquire if 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 you do a good job at acquiring the companies, right? Which is not my part. That's my partners, right? Uh, the two founders of the business, they're fantastic they've done very well we're in our uh, fifth fund
0: and you're more the opco side of things I'm the the
1: lead operating partner right so like I sit in an office in Miami they're based out of New York I sit in an office in Miami and three of the investment companies sit with me so the CEOs in the same room that I that I do so I start as CEO I map out who I'm going to want as CEO six months from then so I make sure that the first transition is with me leading leading the charge And then very quickly I appoint a CEO, I become chairman, very active chairman. I sit in the same room with the CEOs and our team sit all together on the back, which is very, it's not, it's not a traditional format, but it's a tradition, it's a format that works for us. And, you know, and I I get the benefit of staying in Miami. Uh, But, but yeah, Joe, so uh, going back to the point of how can I attract big talent and experienced people? So. That's exactly what we're all about. We overhire uh, and we hire overqualified people for these small companies. And the benefit of being in a private equity group that buys great companies is that you can assign options at the entry price of the private equity group. And there's a bunch of tax benefits as, as well, which I'm not going to get into detail. But but you can really you know get people someone that was you know uh, COO or director of operations or a CFO and hey you want to be CEO. Here's your package. You're going to own it. I'm going to be right next to you. We're going to do this together. And so you and they can make they, they can make a life changing, uh, uh, you know, like material change in their wealth profile if the project works. Right. Because you assign yep. options at a dollar, which is in and, and then you assign a few options at three dollars, maybe even in some projects we, we go as far as assigning options at five dollars. Uh, and and then you put a big chunk on those too so to the extent that they can grow these businesses they make they make a lot more money than they would in any of the big corporations that's that's where it is
0: i, I want to talk a little bit about the the to to maybe oversimplify a big chunk of your resume you you sort of become like a franchise guy working for a I lot be, of these. yeah i've
1: become like a, a multi unit guy i'd say cuz uh-huh. a lot of what we do today is not franchised so i've become a multi unit guy so today i oversee about 5 businesses four of which are multi-unit uh, food right restaurants? One which is on the pet space and is fully franchised. So uh, it, you're absolutely right. It's multi-unit consumer-facing businesses, uh, franchise or not franchise. I, I actually I think there's there's a lot of benefits of being franchised if if the brand and the business is good. Uh, if the brand and the business is struggling, it's really difficult to be a franchisee. Or as I learned from my some of my Previous experiences,
0: yeah. That's, then that's interesting. I didn't realize these weren't all franchise concepts. Maybe explain to me when you do want a franchise and when you don't want a franchise. Well, it
1: depends. It's really a mix of of the profitability of the units, the capex to opening unit, and and how fast you want to grow it, right? So, uh, you know, and, and some of the restaurant brands that we work with, you know, these are big units uh, with high capex. Uh, very profitable um, and regional, so we 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 tend not to to want to, to to franchise because we can grow at the pace we need to grow without bringing external capital, and the margins are very high. So it's good; the ROIs are very good. Now, if you take a brand like Wolfgang, I love Wolfgang; it's a great brand. Uh, Wolfgang is the largest groomer in America. There is nineteen thousand groomers in this country, and the largest one has two hundred and twenty uh, units only. Like, if you compare this to haircuts, right, that there is 25,000 units and there's three with more than 5,000, there will be someone out there that's going to have in the grooming space 7,000 locations. There is going to be a second guy with 4,000 locations. There's going to be a third guy with 1,000 locations. So we bought this brand, which we think is the best brand out there. We bought it about one and a half years ago. And we know it's a chase. We know this one. We got to go as fast as we can we got to occupy all the territories and it's good to have, you know, people that are inv- involved in the neighborhood and in their communities. So it's perfect for franchising, right? CapEx is very low. There's very high demand. You need to know the no- know, know the name of the dogs that come into your store. And if you're, you're corporate owned, you're not going to do that, right? So, and we want to build several thousand in the next three or four years. So the only way you can do that is through an aggressive franchising approach, which is what we're doing. So it really depends on the pace and on the business and on some of the variables behind it.
0: Yeah, super interesting. Super interesting. Thank you. Um, I'm going to fire off a couple of, of kind of canned questions now. Uh, what, what, do, what do you wish you had known 20 years ago as you, were, as you were leaving INSEAD? You know, I
1: think I think I was too young when I went to NCAD. All right. I was, I think, 25. Uh, for sure, I was not one of the people at Inside that took the most advantage of, you know, the amazing, you know, uh, academic uh, information that was available to all of us. Uh, so perhaps for me, I would have taken more advantage if I was a little bit older. I didn't have a lot of experience when I went in, so I don't think I contributed as much as I could have to class also. You know, what, what I wish I would known what i like to do, which is to manage, you know, to, to be involved in smaller companies. Perhaps I, I could have followed a more entrepreneurial route or just gone straight into a private equity and looked for an operation role in a private equity group. Uh, I really enjoy managing businesses like some people like skiing. Some people like to play golf. Uh, I really like to work. Uh, I also like to ski and golf, but. Like work for me is not something that I go to work and I check the box, and you know it's it's, yeah, it's fine. I went to work to no, 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 work is a big deal. I enjoy it. I like to win, I like to chase. I like to set great targets. I'm really proud of when we do something big. I like to see my team, the 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 guys that I love, my my you know my my teammates make a ton of money and be very happy and and grow professionally. That gives me an enormous amount of pleasure. So I think if I had known that that's what I like to do, perhaps, perhaps I would have jumped into that a little bit quicker uh, because I think the corporate path, the big company corporate path for me was very exhausting. Like there's some people that are fine with that. Uh, I did it. I think I did it at a high level, right, based on the results, but it was not enjoyable, right? It was not enjoyable. So, so that, that's probably what, how I, I would
0: look back at it. We'll uh, we'll leave it to the listeners' imagination what you were doing other than studying while you're in CET. Uh <laughs> What what do you think your biggest professional mistake was? Oh, every time I've made a mistake, and I have
1: like so many, right? That's that's probably the fastest way to learn is when you you go too fast without learning, right? You you just push 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 without having learned enough about the business. You know, even businesses that are ex- that do very similar things, I think every business is unique. It really is, right? There's there's a few buttons that you only learn with time, and and my biggest mistakes always, you know, and I always tell myself to this day, is you know, go in there and don't do anything, don't do anything for the first three months, don't do anything for the first six months, right? And if you're gonna do something that's material, you got to be a hundred percent sure that, 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 that's not going to have any, any, any impact that you didn't, didn't, that you didn't see. So whenever I do that, you know, usually it's a smooth, it's a smooth path. But a lot of times I, I, I trip on my own anxiety around my own, you know, energy and, and I push too hard and, and then
0: it doesn't help. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's a, that's i I'm, that's a debated point in, in your world of, of do you jump in and change everything or do you sit and observe for you know x months before you before you do anything that's really interesting. And I think I think um, I'm
1: getting older also, right, Joe? So when you're young, you just want to go in, you want, you know you rip stuff up and get it going, and when you get older, you start to appreciate the value of of experience and and patience, right? So I think mm-hmm. I think it's it's good. I think I think at our age, we're kind of at the peak of uh, energy with experience and maturity, right? Where, where if we have enough experience. And we still have a lot of energy. Uh, and at some point, you know, we're not going to gain that much more in experience. We are. We always learn. But the energy is going to start to drop off a little bit. So I think this is peak, right? That's why I'm really excited to, 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 to be back at it and, and working really hard and doing a bunch of things and having fun.
0: Right on. Right on. Uh, this is an, a deliberately vague question. So answer it however you like. Uh, what does retirement look like for you?
1: So what I want to do moving forward is, you know, I'm already invested in a couple of businesses in Europe that, that, you know, I, I would like never to sell. I'm not a big shareholder of these businesses, but I love being there. I go to Europe, you know, maybe two or three times a year to, 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 you know, be with my partners and both, both are multi-unit food. Obviously that's kind of what I, I feel good about. One is. Burger in Switzerland, which I'm, I'm I'm pretty involved with. And the second one I have, I'm, I'm an investor in an uh, Argentina empanadas business in Spain. So I go, I, I do that. Uh, and what I'd like to do is, you know, my, my really where I spend 99% of my time is on my job here with a private equity company that I work with and we buy and sell businesses. One, my retirement is ma- helping manage and oversee businesses that I acquire over time that I don't sell. Right. So so I'd love to have you know five or six platforms that that I'm working with people that I love to work with, uh, that I've worked with for a long time, and that it's a pleasure to go out there and and you know drop drop an advice or or, or another and and keep me keep me busy and keep me keep me still in tune with things. So uh, retirement because again I enjoy working, right? It's not mm-hmm. like I'm not I don't want to like drop everything and I, I play enough golf already. Uh, I enjoy working, so for me to be able to be involved, you know, whenever I go to Switzerland to meet with my parents and discuss Burger King, I don't go into the level of detail that I used to. You know, uh, they they run the show, but it's so good to be there and to be a part of something. So I'd lo- I love to be a part of five or six of those. Maybe have a couple platforms in the United States, a few in a few in, in in Europe, and maybe even one or two in Brazil, which is you know where I'm from. I have nothing in Brazil. I do I do no work in Brazil. I haven't in years, and maybe in the future I could have something there. I don't know
0: run right on, right on. all right uh, last two questions uh, with what you're doing today uh, would you want any assistance you know be it personal or professional from the, the NCAD community
1: Oh I would love yeah I mean for me again I'm always as I said what I want to do in the future is is to find interesting companies that I can you know invest on and keep forever so I love businesses in Europe uh, I love the whole assets i i think i would love to hold assets in europe it's counterintuitive. people say ah but the us you make a lot of money yeah you do you make a ton of money here it's great but i like the stability of europe i like to spend time in europe that's probably where i'm going to spend more time you know once my my daughter finally goes to college and uh so yeah if, if to the extent that anyone sees opportunities that they think are great i'm looking at an investment uh you know all the time in in, in europe uh and in the united states my partners they look at everything but to the extent that you see something that maybe is multi-unit retail or consumer that, that any of you guys think is interesting. I, I'd, I'd love for you guys to bring it to my attention. I'd love to see it.
0: Right on. Okay, oh, you heard it here. Alex is buying. Uh, last question. What, what can you do, uh, to help the group with regard to opportunities and advice, uh, to other people in, in, oh, in the community? I'm,
1: I'm, I talked, I I've hired a lot of, uh, Alumni from from in Seattle over the years. I'm always open to to, to anyone that's going to reach out to me. Uh, I have a fairly sizable network in the United States. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of people that are trying to come into business here or do business here, or expand here. As I, I have a fairly fairly large network here, uh, and you know, I've I've made so many mistakes along the way that if if you if you if if you want perhaps do. Get involved with some of the same things that I did. I, I probably made a lot of the mistakes that I can prevent you from making, uh, and they're numerous. And it's funny because everyone that has an idea to, you know, to work in a restaurant, they call me. Oh, Alex, I have a great idea. <laughs> I wanna. And when they say the word "rest," I stop right there. Don't do restaurants. But, but, but Alex, <laughs> you do a lot of restaurants. I know it, it's, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it if I were you. You know, I got dealt the card. So I so got, I got the I same said.
0: advice. I wanted to start a burrito place in London, and I called one of these NCI guys for one of the case studies and said, "I'm thinking it." He said, "I have one piece of advice for you: stay as far away as you can from food service. Just do not do it." Yeah, that, that's my advice. Uh, <laughs> and
1: about oh, what well, you do that, uh, you know, I was dealt those cards. There's nothing I can do about it. I have to play the hand I have the best way the, the best way I can play it, and and that's what I try to do. But I think there's easier easier ways to make money than than in the food space for sure. At least the start oh, of a food oh, point, man. it's very difficult.
0: Well, hey, this has been great. Uh, anything else uh, you want to say, or should we let you get back to your day? No, dude, thank you. Uh, I hope. I hey, can thanks see you. so much for your time. I hope I can see you out there in California soon. Likewise, likewise. Bye, Alex. Thanks, guys.